I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pajamas that I wake up and I put on in the morning to have my cup of tea and wander around the house in. And then I'm going to have my shower and I'm going to put my clean pajamas on. And that is how my day is going to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So I'm going to welcome our guest this week, but I think it's very important that I mention before I do that I'm actually very nervous. So I'm getting the hang of this podcasting thing, but it always is particularly nerve-wracking when you have someone on who has their own podcast. It's super nerve-wracking. So without further ado, it is the fabulous Frankie Bridge, and I'm shitting myself. shit myself every time I do my podcast so don't worry about it isn't it nerve-wracking Frank like people think oh you're sitting at home you've you've got your little like coffee on the table you're all chilled out but I'm not I'm never chilled out I'm nervous no I know (laughs) and you know what as well I think most of the time we're used to being on the other side of being interviewed so when you're in we're not when you're like leading the conversation it's it's quite a lot of pressure even when you've done all your research and you know everything you're going to talk about it's scary it's almost worse when you do like more research because like I said like like I said at the start whenever I've got someone on, like yourself or like Rosie Ramsey or like Giovanna Fletcher someone who I know has a successful podcast is good at doing all of the podcasty things I over research <laughs> and then I get even more nervous I get into my own head so today I've, I'm going to try and play it super cool and you're just going to have to help us along the way mate <laughs> fake it till you make it that's it <laughs> how are you babe how are you doing um I'm good I'm good I'm kind of just a bit like everyone else I'm just a bit like what the fuck is going on with the world right now (laughs) (laughs) I know it's such a horrible horrible week and I wanted to ask you all about like how you're coping with obviously when this goes out it'll be next week so we'll be balls deep in our second Mm. lockdown but I mean we've just had the news how are you feeling about that mate um, you know what? I'm actually, I don't know if I'm just a bit naive, but I'm a bit surprised. Like, I just genuinely no. didn't think they'd put us back into a full lockdown. Um, but I, you know, for me, I've got two kids and they can still go to school this time. And that makes a massive difference for yeah. the whole family. Um, so I don't feel like it's as bad as last time, but I just have this like, I have just like a real sadness for, so many people because so many businesses and people's lives are just no one really knows what it's going to be like on the other side we don't know when this thing's going to end and I just think it's really sad that Mm. you know everyone's going through such uncertainty and um but 
you know, I mean, we just all have to just keep moving and keep going as much as we can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it, isn't it? And I keep, so when I'm having a good day, like, you know, I mean, I tell myself, listen, like, we're so much better prepared for this than we were back in March. We've been here before. We know what to expect. Yeah. We've all got certain, like, we've all got our little toolkits that we can tap into, things that worked for our last time, things that helped keep us sane, etc. And then, like, when I'm not having a good day, I'm just like, yeah, but they've not gave one an end point. And actually, it's happening in winter now, so we can't all just sit in my gardens. And I'm going to miss my birthday. And do you know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to be positive when you're having a good day. But when I am having a bad one, I completely spiral over it and I just get a bit scared. I know. I think everyone's the same, though. It is like this complete, like, corona coaster, like everyone yeah. says. Like, it's a real thing. Um, like, yesterday, um, I was feeling all right. And then yesterday, I just burst out crying and Wayne was like uh what's wrong and I was like it's just all so rubbish like what the hell's going on and I just can't believe it and you know like I went shopping to the supermarket and everyone's aggy everyone's buying too much of everything like everyone's buying toilet roll again like did we learn nothing from the last one I just can I just ask did anyone listen to this podcast there's an email you can send it into it's vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com did anybody shit themselves with corona because why on earth are we are we still stockpiling toilet roll like I just I I do not (laughs) understand it like I had corona right at the beginning before it was a big thing yeah right at the beginning um, and I did not get the shit, <laughs> let me tell you. Right, straight from the horse's mouth or straight from the horse's butthole, if that's, <laughs> that's how you want to put it. You don't shit yourself with corona, guys, so fucking leave the toilet roll alone. <laughs> oh. And the frozen section, because I'm like one of those people, I can't plan ahead on what I'm no. going to cook, even in lockdown. And so I buy frozen veg and things like that. I went to the frozen section yeah. yesterday, fuck all left. <sighs> like... Come on, people, leave it for the people that aren't very good at cooking. Let us continue to buy our frozen vegetables. Not even a vegetable medley for Franks. That's disgraceful. Not a medley. Not even a medley. I was fuming. Like, what I don't understand is we're still allowed to go shopping. Use it as an excuse to get out of the freaking house. Like, that's what I do. It's crackers. And, like, honestly, I put up a post the other day, Franks, because... What broke my heart the first time? Obviously, everybody's scared and everything pulls at everyone's heartstrings a different way. I know that. But for me, the, the thing that killed me about the virus the first time around and the pan- and how we sort of the lockdown, how we caught with it, was the old people looking at the empty shelves. That's what broke my heart. And yeah. I put up a post the other day just being like, right, guys, come on. Like, we can do better than this. I do not want to see this again. We don't need a stockpile. You know you can still go shopping. You know you can still get a takeaway if you need to. Like, there's enough for everyone. Let's just be kind. Be mindful of others. And in me comments, everyone was just like, it's happened again. Someone stole baby wipes out me hand in the Sainsbury's. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not even been announced that we're having an abortion lockdown. And people are already turning feral in the aisles. Oh, they are. They are. Can't deal with it. Have a, I'll tell you what, it's an angry place to be in a supermarket right now. It's pretty much like, like a giant produce version of the Hunger Games going to Sainsbury's. <laughs> I think it's terrifying. <laughs> I'll be getting straight on a car door. Anyway. Straight on. 
<laughs> you will not because you won't be able to get a delivery now till next year. <laughs> Shit. Will you share us any uh, frozen veg bank? <laughs> no. I'm a good <laughs> I wanted to ask seriously though because I know you're super honest and open about everything and there'll be loads of mums listening to this mate who are feeling a little bit stressed like there's less things that can do with their kids with the dark nights how are you feeling about being a mum in winter with this next lockdown have you got any tricks up your sleeve any coping mechanisms it's gonna be a lot a lot harder I think we were really spoiled with the last one if you can use that Mm. word during lockdown with the weather um obviously we're really lucky we have a garden the kids can go and play outside and not everyone has that and um I mean the saving grace is that we can get them out um you can go for walks and stuff like what I did with mine is I'd take them out on their scooters and stuff like but obviously like you say it's going to be dark and wet and cold but I think unless it's absolutely chucking it down I think we have to make the point to still do it because it just makes such a difference um I bought the whole of Hobbycraft last time um, and my kids completed it in like two days and I was like, well, I've got nothing else to do with you now for the next few weeks. I'm fucked. Um, Yeah. So I would say to any parents, if you've got any of these great ideas up your sleeves, trickle them out over the four weeks so that they do not choose them all up in the first two days. Ration Um, them. But I think, think, yeah, ration them. Um, But other than that, I think just don't put pressure on yourself. I think... Like, we all put so much pressure on ourselves, like, they still can't watch too much TV and they can't play on their tablets for too long. And I'm like, you know what? If it keeps everyone sane, <sighs> your kid sits and watches too much SpongeBob SquarePants or plays too much on their blooming iPad, then we're in the middle of a pandemic, whatever gets you through. That's it. You know, that is through s- the judgy people. Yeah. Such good, like, such good advice, Frank. And I think so many people listening need to hear that. Like, Hmm. I, I remember seeing your post about, like, the reality of a dinner with your family. Oh, and yeah. I, oh, no, God, yeah. I loved it, mate, though. Like, I do, <laughs> like, I am really inspired by the way you conduct yourself on social media. I think it's fucking honest. Thank you. I think it's authentic and I think more people need to see it because I don't know how many times I've logged on social media and seen this image of this, like, perfect family all in their matching outfits, like... All like learning to speak a second language and getting their five a day in them. And I just think, shit, I will never be that woman. And it almost makes me scared to like try and have kids or try because I think, God, like I'm just never going to live up to these unrealistic expectations. And then someone like you comes along who is just like so refreshingly honest and open and you make everyone feel okay for letting their kids have their iPads or letting them have a like, I don't know. I don't know what kids are eating these days. Is, is, is there some sort of snack I should know about? Oh, God knows. Any, ugh, my kids will eat anything. Chocolate, chocolate or <laughs> gummies. That's it. They're oh. in. My kids eat like, my eldest is like a beige eater. All they'll eat is beige food. And I swore I'd never have kids that ate like that. And yeah, <laughs> stuck with one. <laughs> oh, but then you, you, I wouldn't beat yourself up over that. I'm pretty sure like your taste buds develop as you get older. Well, yeah, I'm always like, I was a really fussy eater and I basically just ate bread and water until I was about 12, I think. So I'm like, you know, (laughs) just waiting. Do you know what you should do? This is what I heard. And I don't know if there's any science behind this, right? But I read somewhere, if you don't like something, you should eat seven of them in quick succession, like in a row. And by the end of it, you'll like them. You'll have tricked your taste buds into liking them. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that with olives. I feel really unrefined that I don't like olives. 
That's so weird. That's when I tried it with olives. Oh, did you? And you like them now? Well, they're okay. No, I think it didn't work, did it? (laughs) You're giving me this shit advice. (laughs) I normally drink a lot of wine before I try an olive, so I'm probably just pissed. Yeah. No, but that is really good advice, mate. Like so much through the last lockdown, like I'd go on social media and like it just kind of made us feel shit about myself. The banana bread thing, I don't, I don't get the banana bread thing. There'll definitely be like a new thing this lockdown, a hundred percent. I think everyone's going to try and set themselves goals. Like I know me and Wayne have already like we're going to eat really healthily for the next four <laughs> weeks, and we're going to come out really lean and healthy. Um, but I mean, I've already bought mince pies. I've already had two. Yes! I mean, it's all going out the window already. That, that's me, girl. I consider it a win that you haven't nailed the full packet. To be honest with you, pet, I would have fucking done them all. Give me another day. Give me another day. Yeah, I just think it's one of those things that social media, we all know what it's like. Like, you know, it can be amazing, but it can also be a really hard place to be. And like, as a parent and just as a woman in general, I do, I'm the same. I find myself looking online and I think, oh God, like they all look really happy or they've achieved all of this and whatever. Like, you know, I'm in the middle of writing a second book and I've written like two chapters, not even two chapters, two paragraphs or something. And like, you know, like, yes, I've been quite good with working out, but for me, that just kind of helped me mentally to get through everything. And it gave me like a small win every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for me, I find it hard to appreciate those little wins day in, day out. And I think everyone feels that way. Um, And I'm one of those people, look, I have in lockdown, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to have my clean pajamas. And my dirty pajamas. I love my pajamas that I wake up and I put on in the morning to have my cup of tea and wander around the house in. And then I'm gonna have my shower and I'm gonna put my clean pajamas on. And that is how yes. my day is gonna go. <laughs> Frankie Bridge, you're my spirit animal. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> it's lockdown, right? It's a global pandemic. It's not a fucking productivity contest. So embrace your small wins. Be yep. proud of yourself on the days where you do get up, you do brush your hair, you do do a hit session be proud of the days where like you accomplish small things because it's anything you can do to keep yourself sane and have some semblance of a balance of routine we don't all have to be staring at instagram and comparing ourselves to these over overachievers these smug people because that'll just that'll just send you west won't it i know i know i know and you know what fair enough to have like maybe they're just that type of person that that is yeah. their life. They're good at that. I'll, I'll guarantee you most of them probably don't have kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, you know, most people are trying to work from home. They're trying to, like, you're having to become so many different people in, yeah. in one. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, last lockdown, you know, I was I was mum, I was wife, I was... I was cleaner, I was um, was still working, I was teacher, I was doing all of those things Mm. Um, and that was really difficult and then when I went to go and do my first TV, like to leave the house, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that anymore, like I quite like just doing online stuff and just being at home, maybe that's going to be my new thing 
oh my god I felt like a new woman once I went into work <laughs> just was like, I was like oh my goodness this is who I am I'm Frankie yeah. and I can just come and be Frankie Bridge on the TV and, and not be mum and teacher and all those yeah. other things and I came home like with a weight lifted off my shoulders yeah. and I could give the kids more patience and more time and yeah. I was more invested and so I think that's why, like, even if you're not getting out of the house to work, just get out of the house for fresh yeah. air or whatever. Or like I said, go to the blooming supermarket. If that's all you can do that day, just yeah. go to the blooming supermarket, but wear a mask and don't be angry. <laughs> and leave, <laughs> leave some vegetables, frozen yes, vegetables, please. frankly, please. <laughs> I, obviously, I can't relate. Um, I've got no kids, but like I found mm. lockdown stressful enough with just me fella. Mm. Um so if you do have children and you are going through it, I can imagine it just added so much more stress mm. and pressure, having to keep them entertained, having to be their teacher, having to make sure like everything was running to schedule. But when you do, like, it's so important because before you were a mother, before you were a wife, before you were any of these things, you were, you were Frankie first, yeah. weren't you? And yeah. it's so easy in the hustle and bustle and the stress of everything to forget yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup, can you? That's what I always say. So unless you're taking time for you, unless you are making sure like your mental health's good, you've had a little bit of like me time, then everyone else in the family suffers. So if there are any mammies out there listening, I think that is a fucking brilliant point. <laughs> Make sure you give yourself some time through the day. A hundred. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns percent even even as a Gosh. couple on your own without kids you know you need time from yeah. each other to whether you just go and watch a different Netflix series in a different room or like just yeah. anything or it, I think you need that time it's lovely to be able to connect like I did find with the family we really needed that time to be just us and having to find new ways to entertain ourselves and it was yeah. and it was lovely it was really good for Wayne and I but then also yeah. you do need those minutes where you're like you know what I'm just gonna go and be on my own <laughs> yeah you do but you do there needs to be a balance I feel mm. like you and Wayne are proper couple goals you know that oh, don't you God, no. I, <laughs> I fangirl you two so fucking hard I think you're out the tits I absolutely love you as a couple <laughs> oh, how do you keep the romance alive Frankie because you look it's just as much in love now as when you've met oh god um I don't know you know what it's it's not like it's not as easy as it looks, you know, like you do. Nah. We've been together like nearly 10 years now. Um, you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that like, I met Wayne when I was like, just turned 22. 
And really? I have changed like so much in that time. Obviously, I've grown up yeah. loads in that time, and a lot has ch- a lot has changed. You know, I had my first kid when I was twenty four. Um, I was a Saturday, and then I wasn't a Saturday. And Wayne was a Premiership <laughs> footballer, and then he wasn't a footballer. And you know, like so much of our life has changed and evolved in that time. Mm. And um, we've kind of grown up together. But there has yeah. there's been times in that where I've kind of like fought against that and been like, you know, I'm not. And I'm not old. I'm I'm still really young, and and I might be a mum, but I'm a fun mum. And like you know, where I've tried to like keep up with everyone else and go out till five in the morning and stuff. And like, let me tell you, that does not work. Um, but but I was young, you know. Like while yeah. everyone's doing all those things and figuring themselves out yeah. with or without kids and a husband, you know. Um, and the same for Wayne. He had to adjust from being a premiership footballer to being retired and his Mm. new life with that and you know so I think we've just kind of learned together that I've I gave him the time and the space he needed to figure out what he needed what he wanted to do and what he wanted from his life after football I kind of had the same situation you know coming from two pop groups and figuring out what I want for my life and juggling that with kids and how I'm gonna do that and and we've had to learn and I would say, really, like, considering how long we've been together, I'd say only only, only over the last few years mm. we've properly learned how to communicate with each other. And I think that's yeah. the, as cheesy as it sounds, like, that is the hardest thing. Like, we're both those people, we kind of sweep things under the rug and we're both yeah. not very good with saying how we feel and what we need from each other. And I think we're all really bad at assuming that the other person should know what you yeah. want. Oh my um, god, that's it! Especially isn't it? us women, like yeah. we're the worst. We're like, why you can you know. not read my mind? Yeah, um, and let me tell you, they can't. They have no clue unless you say it. If if you know when you do that thing, and they're like, "Are you in a bad mood with me?" Nope. No, I'm fine. They're like, "All right, cool, she's fine." Um, you know, and I think I've just learned over the years, especially with my mental health. Um, Wayne's had to learn not to take that personally. Yeah. Um, you know, to not think that it's something he's done wrong or that I'm or that he's not making me happy. Mm. And I've had to learn to to just say, like, oh, yeah. I'm not feeling it today, or I need you to take the kids today. I can't yeah. handle it. Or whatever, whether it's mental health based or not, or you know what, you've really pissed me off today. <laughs> like, you just have to you just yeah. have to learn to say it. And I think it's taken us a really long time to get to that point. And we don't always get it right, but it's definitely made a massive difference. Oh, it's so inspirational, Frank's like, why is it so hard to just say what you want? Why is it so hard for women? And I'm not going to go down that route of like, why is it so hard for women? Because obviously I know it must be hard for fellas as well. This is just my yeah. only experience. I'm a girl. But it would be so much easier if we could just be that honest all the time. I know, but I think sometimes it takes us a while to figure out yeah. what we want and what we want them to do. Um, you know, like with, not to blame it on that, but you know, like hormones and things like that and like you say we do put so much pressure on ourselves to be like 100% good at everything and something's got to give every so often and I think sometimes we don't we don't want them to see that we can't do everything and we don't I I don't know about you but like sometimes I'm like I don't want you to think that I like I need you all the time like that I can't do it um and whereas now I'm just a bit like yeah I fucking need you all right like (laughs) I don't really care I'm like I can't do this on my own like you know there are people that do obviously and they're amazing but hats off um, to them 
yeah and like luckily I don't have to he's there so use him like <laughs> you know you know I have friends and stuff that you know they will say themselves they they want to do everything the way they want everything done but then they'll complain about the way he's done it when he does it yeah and I'm like we well, either have mean. to let him do it and accept that it's not going to be done it's not you your standard done, yeah. yeah or you have to you know let uh, uh, or you go right I can't moan about this anymore I'm going to do it all because you won't do it how you want it yeah. like you have to pick or choose and I think I don't know we all have days where we're like good at relationshiping but relationshiping <laughs> But other days we don't. So you know, <laughs> yeah. it's on it. It's it is. It's, it's a it's a really hard road to navigate. And if it was easy, we'd all only be married once, and we'd all have super successful relationships, and we'd all yeah. be very smug. Like the biggest problem I had throughout lockdown with my relationship with Urkan is I'm a big crier. Frankly, I don't know about you, yeah. but I I love a good cry. Like and. <laughs> I can, I can be like super fine one minute and the next minute something can set me off. My mind just goes to a place and I sit and I cry and I can be set off by anything. It can be like a sad moment on the on the on a film. It can be like seeing a picture of me, me little niece. It can be anything. And like Erkan just looks over at us and he's like, What the fuck are you crying for now? <laughs> and throughout lockdown, he said I he called it the cry owners. I had the cry owners because it, it honestly mate like it would just come out of nowhere and that was our biggest hurdle is is me trying to like explain to him who's I think like he's from like a Turkish Cypriot background and like men are really men like they're very strong and and I think like probably a lot of blokes like struggle with this like this expectation that they have to be a certain way and they have to act really resilient and stoic and like nothing's bothering them but yeah he is like that the arc like the epitome of that and he just didn't understand like that sometimes everything just gets too much for me and I need to cry so that was the biggest <laughs> thing we had to get through I think and at least this time he's gonna be expectant yeah exactly <laughs> I think as well like a, a lot of men or uh, and people in general and I kind of talk about this like about mental health but it works in in everything is like sometimes when you're feeling rubbish or you're having a cry or whatever you don't need someone to fix it. You don't want someone no. to come in and go, these are all the answers and this is how we're going to tackle it and then everything's yeah. going to be fine. Like, actually, I just want you to hug me or I just want yeah. you to be like, okay, or what do you want? Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> or like, you know, just like small little things. And that's like one of the biggest things I've learned with Wayne and I think that Wayne has learned with me is that I'm not asking him to fix anything. I'm just asking him to listen and to be there. Mm. And I think that's, that's quite a, a big thing. So... I mean, cry owners. I love it. I definitely had cry owners. I think everyone did. <laughs> Meb, I think Erkan's Ir like way of dealing with it. His strategy is he just leaves like a bar of dairy milk on the coffee table and runs out. <laughs> just feed the beast and go. <laughs> I mean, I would take that if I got a, if I got a bit of chocolate every time. I'd be happy. Between me and you, Frankie, I stopped crying for real and started crying for the dairy milk by the end. <laughs> You're like a toddler. Yeah, I, I learned. I, I, I played with the system. What can I say, <laughs> mate? Honestly, I don't need to introduce like how everyone knows you. We all know that you're super famous. You've had an incredible pop career from S Club Juniors to the Saturdays. Um, I just want to ask one thing, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. What was your favourite? Was it S Club Juniors or was it the Saturdays? If you had to choose now, go. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's a really mean question. Um, it's called Junior's on the Saturdays. You know what? You know what? Obviously, I can't choose. But I would say okay. what I loved about S Club Juniors was the innocence of it. It's like I was just yeah. doing what I loved. There was no social media. I had no idea if anyone loved yeah. us or hated us. And I was just singing and dancing, living my best life, you know? Like, just, <laughs> a, you know, as a kid, like the innocence of it. I, I miss that. Oh, I'm not surprised. Like, it must have been, like, I think, I often think, right? Like, and there's all these memes about it online, isn't there? There's like me when I was 12. And you know, like twelve year olds now. Oh yeah. And do you know what I mean? Like when me and you were young, mate, we had the I don't know about you, because you probably had like makeup artists and all sorts in Exclusion, but you remember Dream Matt Moose, Maybelline Dream Matt Moose? Can you remember oh, that makeup? What's that? No. Oh mate, it was this like thick mousse like makeup, right? Oh, foundation. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah I and do you remember just, just, it. Whack it on, a strip on your of lips blue well, eyeshadow. So that everything was all the same <laughs> <Yeah>. colour. <laughs> Oh, it's got to go on the lips, Franks, definitely. <laughs> and then that like little strip of blue eyeshadow, like it was just such a, f- a free time. And now I look I at know. them like doing all these like, up. yeah, like contour, learning to contour off YouTube and sexualizing dancing like on TikTok. Like I sound that's, like an old that's woman. My, no, but that's my biggest thing. Like I always yeah. think back, obviously, like I was in S Club Junior. So S Club yeah. 7 were like a really big part of my life, but... I remember kids, they loved S Club 7, Steps, yeah. whatever. So, like, all our dance routines were, like, tragedy, just holding your hands up to your ears, <laughs> or reach for the stars, putting your arm in the air and jumping in the air. Like, <laughs> S Club Juniors, everything was cute and, like, just fun and whatever. And then now, like, I, the first moment I realised it was I've got two girl cousins and they're, uh-huh. they're really little. And it was when, you know, apple bottom jeans come out. Yeah. Apple bottom jeans. Right. And she's, and I turned around and she was dancing along to it and she was slut dropping on the floor and she couldn't have been any younger than like five or six. And I was like, no, 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 get up. Yeah. And I was just like, like how the world has changed like when we were younger we were all just jumping in the air and I don't know like I mean even the Spice Girls like yes they were sexy or whatever but really their dance routines weren't they weren't really that sexual I mean Jerry basically had her vagina out in that dress but like Jerry's fanny was part of my childhood full stop if you're a 90s kid exactly But it was still like their dance routines and stuff weren't sexualized. Whereas now, no. I like, I find it so fun. Like, even when I was in Saturdays, our whole thing was like, we want you to want to be part of our gang. Yeah. Like, we're not going to try and steal your boyfriend type vibe. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, it's a I very love nice pus- vibe. I, I love, <laughs> like, I love pussycat dolls, but like, their whole thing is like, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? And all the men yeah. are like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Um, and like, I never amazing. thought about it like that, but you're so right. <laughs> like, they're all amazing, but it's just so different. Like, times have changed, and not just them, like, every artist and, and mm. whatever. But, yeah, like, it's just so weird. And TikTok, like, I'm on, I went on TikTok loads in the last lockdown. And, and even I, like, my friend's kids, like, thought I was really cool because I was on TikTok and they were trying to copy the routines. And then I felt really awkward about it because, like, some of the dance <laughs> routines, I was like... Oh shit, mate! Like I'm really sorry. Like now your girls are copying that routine, and 
that ratchet one or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> no, honestly, though, Franks, you killed it on TikTok. Like, you and Wayne, I would watch it and I'm like, because obviously I'm 32, right? I've got no fucking rhythm. I'm like an iron board with arms. Every time, <laughs> every time I'd see you pop up on my Explore page, I'd be like, Erkan, what do you think? Should we? And he'd just look back and it's like, are you having a laugh? Like, I wish I could have done the things you did. Like, you, you were so good and always brought us a laugh. They always made us smile. But nah, I just don't think I've got it in me locker. But no. I think you should, I think you should do it again next lockdown. I'd want to oh. say come back. You know what? It was it was really fun at the beginning, but then Wayne started to want some sort of like artistic like um, <laughs> involvement it. in it, and um, and I was a bit like, hang on a minute, like this is my <laughs> this is my dance face, this is your dance face, um, and and he started like telling me off when I got stuff wrong, and I was like, this is not how this is supposed to work. Listen, mate, um, I don't tell you how to fucking kick a ball, stay in your lane. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I can't handle Wayne wanting executive producer credits. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh. Oh. Do you know what, right? Before I let you go, because it's nearly the end of part one, I just wanted to say when I was in year four in school, right? This is, I got in trouble for doing, um, do you remember um, Spice Girls 2 Become One? Can you remember oh, yeah. that song? Yeah. So we sa- we sang that at a um at a like end of year talent show, and me teacher me teacher made us go and sit down with me mum afterwards because of the sexual yeah. the sexually explicit nature of the song. <laughs> yeah, that was how risque my childhood got. <laughs> she sat me mum down. She was like, "Are you aware of what your daughter's listening to?" Oh, imagine now! Oh, my I know. What on earth have teachers got to contend with now? Nah, screw that. (laughs) I wouldn't thank you for the job. Frank, you've been an absolute pleasure in part one. Will I see you in part two? Will you come back? Of course. Well, I don't have a choice. I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right attitude to have. (laughs) See you in part two, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 